Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Yeah, yeah. So I, the big joke at the time was my deal was the last deal to close before the economy fell apart. <laughs> And my other joke at the time was I was the perfect size to fail. Remember at the time the talk was, you know, you're too too big to fail, right? Um, so I um, so I had been working for a couple of years so to get the business plan together and to assemble the, the bankers and the investors and everybody to finance the company. And um, so it took a couple of years to do that. And I, we literally did close, you know, when you raise, so we did a plan, right? So, so I had to raise $14 million to start that business. I had no sales and I did that. And you have to close all that money on the same day, literally, because the bankers don't want to come in before the investors are in and investors don't want to come before the bank is in. So it all had to happen at the same day. And it was Almost literally, because I, I don't know if people remember that, the 2008-2009 recession, but that came on really fast, too. So it was like, boom. So we're building this plant, and I'm like, okay, well, we're going to keep building the plant because it's going to take, you know, some number of months to build the plant. And it ended up being really fast and efficient because we were building and not a lot of else was going on at the time, right? Um, so it took about nine months to build the plant, and then we're, like, looking at each other going, are we going to really start this business up right now? And and I'm like, well, we got all this money into this plant. I think we got to move forward. Um, so we did, and we started up the plant, and um, so a way plant takes, for those of you who don't, follow all this. So a whey plant takes raw whey. After you make cheese, what's left over is raw whey. We took raw whey into our plant, and then we would isolate the protein and dry it um, into a powder. And what was unique about what we did was we were the first organic plant in the United States, and we were the first plant in the world that was doing goat whey. Um, so what we were doing was really unique. We we decided to move forward, even though the economy we're now in like the Q1 of 2009, and the economy is still really bad. We we started up, and I had had letters of intent from people that said they're non-binding, but they're letters that say I will supply your plant and I will buy product from your plant. And half of the people who said they would supply me didn't because the economy had fallen apart. And the big customers who said that they would buy from me didn't because their markets had fallen apart. So here we were. (laughs) And, you know, it's a crazy thing to look back on. So what do you do when stuff like that happens? And I, I used to tell people I felt like I was like, you know, Evil Knievel, remember him, who would get on a motorcycle and go off one end of the Grand Canyon in places like it and then land on the other. And I felt like I was, like, on a motorcycle over the Grand Canyon. I'm like, 
okay, I've got to figure out a way to get to the other side. So we did two things. We, um, we immediately started getting the plant certified to ship product to an infant formula company, which is an incredibly difficult thing to do. Um, you know, the standard for quality assurance to ship to an infant formula company is pretty high, and it should be. Um, we did that. And we got certified in like eight weeks, which is crazy because we had to design a whole quality assurance program and implement it and train everybody and get documentation that fast. So we did that, and that opened up that market for us. And then we decided we had always wanted to have our own brand. We intended to do that later in the development of the company, but we were like, well, you know, if nobody else is going to go ahead with a new product development, we'll have to do it. So we launched Terra's Way six months after the plant um, opened, and uh, Whole Foods took us almost nationally right out of the gate, which is kind of un. It, it, it's not common for that to happen. And um, at the time, Whole Foods was like at 50% of the market for a natural category product like that. So that was a really big deal. Um, and I, I remember hearing, I learned about it, it was crazy. The, the morning that the Secretary of Agriculture was coming to the plant for our grand opening, I learned that we were going into Whole Foods. I was so excited. It was such a wonderful time. Mm -hmm. And the Secretary said, you know, he got up in front of the people who were there and said, you know, this is, this is an example of what can, you know, the kind of new and innovative things we need in agriculture and, and what is possible for rural communities in a time like this. And, um, yeah, and so it was an incredibly rewarding thing. And, and we went from there, to, and we grew really fast during the recession. Um, it was it was pretty amazing. I used to say I felt like I was in a bubble, you know, because my experience of being in this recession was not what other people's experience was. Well, and that's part, so of, that, the that's part of the reason why I wanted to talk to you, Tara, is because uh, despite all of the circumstances around you, you persevered. Now, what did it, give us a, a scale update as to where Tara's Way and your entire organic, I'd say, protein production plant is from very humble yeah. beginnings and challenged beginnings in 2009. Where are you at today, kid? Yeah, so um, where the plant is. So since that time, we the plant size has doubled. So we were full. The entire plant was sold out for a year after we had been in business for two and a half years. Like, that was just incredible <laughs> to me, right? Um in the recession, right? Um, so we were full. Uh, there was a huge demand for what we were doing. And so um, we ended up doubling the size of the plant. And the, the part of this that is sort of, well, it's an interesting thing for me as a founder because along the way, so we, I brought in investor money to do that. I couldn't, uh, you know, I wasn't writing checks for $14 million plants on my own. And, you know, our, our company became very valuable because we were growing fast and profitable. And you come out of a recession, there aren't a lot of companies that have that track record. So we were very attractive 
um, for acquisition. And so we we were acquired um, by a public company who went on to double the size of the plant. The plant is still in Reedsburg. The brand Paris Way um, in 20, 2018 was the top-selling brand in the natural category of whey protein. There are over 200 brands, so that's not a small feat. Um, so the brand continues to thrive. The plant's still in Reedsburg. Um, there's still, you know, those are whey plant, a modern whey plant. Those are advanced manufacturing jobs, so they're good jobs. So that market, even with what has been going on with dairy, that market has been doing really well. You know, that's the kind of story that I want to focus in on because here we are, COVID-19, everybody uh, more than a little anxious about not only their personal investments, but what the future holds. Now, as we speak, Tara, you are still working with entrepreneurs that are looking at, I'll say, the food sector and maybe agribusiness, agriculture in general. Tell me what they're asking you. What are they thinking about? What's going through Tara Johnson's mind? Because I know you, Tara, and I got a sneaky suspicion. You're thinking to yourself, I could do that. I could do that. Yeah. (laughs) It's such a crazy thing because it is very tempting. I I was talking to somebody who is a farmer. I I consider this person to be one of the best businessmen I've ever met. Um, He's a remarkable human being who's built a remarkable business. And he's, you know, he's, he's actually older than me. I think he's probably pushing 70. And he said, you know, Tara, if I was only, if only I was 30, there are so many opportunities right now because things have shifted, right? And every time there's a shift that creates opportunities, it creates pain, but it also creates opportunities. And he told me that yesterday, right? So, um, and then the other call I had yesterday, just to give you an example, um, somebody who has been working on this for oh, over a year, um, there was a, a fairly new um, meat processing facility, small scale, to deal, you know, set up to deal with our um, specialty meats um, in the southwestern part of the state, and. For a bunch of reasons, it, it, they started it, it closed, it, it didn't work, but this individual has been, he raises cattle himself, and he's been involved with the um, Wisconsin Grassroots Meat Co-op, and he's been thinking about trying to revive that. Well, he told me yesterday that he wrangled a group of investors, they closed on the purchase last week. So we're going to have a brand new, um, small-scale, uh, USDA certified meat processing facility in our state mm-hmm. in the middle of all this. Isn't that awesome? How do you coach people up, Tara, when they come to you with all kinds of plans, all kinds of ideas? I mean, I, I see plenty of opportunities uh, in this down situation for smart young minds and uh, or not necessarily yeah. young, but just uh, real, real mm-hmm. forward thing. How do you coach them up? What do you warn them away from? What do you uh, help them think through? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I find that, um, so, so it's interesting, not everybody, um, so I tell people right off, like, I, I'm not, I will be your undying advocate, but I am not your cheerleader. I am here to help you make this thing work financially, because we don't, we don't, you don't do yourself a favor as an, as a entrepreneur, um, 
if that's not true, right? And by the way, I, I think farmers are, are great entrepreneurs. I use that word to apply for farm, to farmers too. Um, cause they take calculated risks and they're, they run their own businesses. So why wouldn't they be entrepreneurs, right? Um, so I, I tell, when people come to me with, with ideas, I help them turn an idea into a business model, which is something that can actually make money. And then at Food Finance Institute, I started the institute because I wanted to be able to help farmers and um, other food entrepreneurs raise the money they need to get started and also to grow. They're, they're, um, food and agriculture, you have to keep reinvesting in order to grow the businesses. They don't print so much cash that you don't need to get money to grow. So it's kind of an ongoing need. So I'm always helping people understand not just what what they need to do in their business to make money, but also what kind of money they're going to need to properly capitalize themselves so that they can be successful. If you're just joining us, this is Tara Johnson. She is the founder of Tara's Way, a product you may have seen on store shelves or is in your home now. And she also is uh, the, basically the hub of the Food Finance Institute. How have call volumes been, Tara? Are we, are we seeing people kind of have COVID-19 light a fire underneath them for uh, taking control and trying to do something on their own? Give me a little sense on call volume and those people reaching out to you at the Food finance sure, sure, yeah, no, we are more busy, busier than ever, because <laughs> you know we do money, right? And so, uh, not only is there the usual stuff, but now because of COVID has shaken up the food industry to the degree that it has, we have people who whose businesses are at, and farms too, who are actually growing really fast in this, and then we have people who've had to pivot, like they, 100% of what they were doing was selling to restaurants or to food service, and now that completely dried up, and they had to pivot and do something else. And then there have been government programs for financing, right, the PPP and IDLE programs, and people needed to figure out how to best um, take advantage of those programs. So there's there's been a lot of activity in our world, right? Oh, ever since the COVID thing started. Again, Tara Johnson is one of the keynote guests that will be part of a special entrepreneur webinar on Wednesday, June 10th, starting at 4 p.m. She'll be joined by several other Wisconsin-based entrepreneurs that each have their story to tell and also have great insights on how you can look at the COVID-19 situation and still find that silver light lining. Again, the webinar is coming up on Wednesday, June 10th, starting at 4 p.m. More details available now at MidwestFarmReport.com. I'm Pam Yonke.